actually, if you dig deep enough, you'll find it was all there before the relationships, just you probably attracted it in. And then someone, you put up with it because you already had that doubt. So when someone treats you badly, it's because it might not be the love you want, but it's the love you feel you deserve. So if you don't feel good enough, you're going to put up with more things than you would if you were like, I'm worth better than this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Making Mindset Matter with me, your host, Lorna McKenna. Today I am joined by another special guest, uh, my, another good friend, all good friends at the moment. I'm just rinsing the good friends recently um, as guests on the podcast. Um, my good friend Paige, who is a heartbreak coach. I'm not going to steal your thunder and explain what that is. I'm going to pass it over to you, Paige. So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us what you do. Oh, thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> I love Making Mindset Matter. It's literally one of my favorite podcasts. So I'm oh, very excited to do now. this. <laughs> <laughs> not like kissing your ass or nothing, but <laughs> but um, so yeah. So as you said, I'm Paige, I'm the Heartbreak Coach. And basically what that really is is I like to help men and women overcome those fears around going into new relationships, all the insecurities they have when they're already in a relationship in order to create, you know, longer, happier, lasting relationships, whether that's romantic or whether that's with family or with friends. And just to understand that, you know, the best relationship you can have is the one with yourself. And when you have a good relationship with yourself, you will naturally attract healthier and longer lasting relationships in your life. Oh, I love that last bit when you have the better relationship with yourself. I think before we like well, we'll get stuck into this in a bit later on in the episode because the focus of today's episode is going to, I should have said that at the start, actually, uh, probably, that, that would have been a good place, but it's how not to lose who you are in a relationship. And that's going to be the key theme because it's something obviously we've been discussing a lot recently and just talking about how the best relationship you can have is with yourself. And obviously, as the listeners will know, I talk about the importance, I've talked about the importance of self-love and how we do have the longest relationship with ourselves. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good episode. Not that I'm biased or anything, but I think the listeners are going to love this one. But to get started, like you said, you focus on people's insecurities and how they can focus on the relationship they have with themselves before they go into a new relationship. So at what point, as I ask everybody that comes on and guests on the podcast, at what point did you realise that mindset mattered to you? So for me, it came when I finally ended up in the relationship that I'm currently in now. And I was finally with someone who seemed like he was a really lovely guy. And I was like, I seem to still have all these insecurities when I kept saying that, you know, when I meet someone who's loving, when I meet someone who's serious about me, they'll probably go away. Because, of course, in my head, I was like, if I find someone who's loving, who's caring, I'll feel worthy, I'll feel enough and I won't have those insecurities. And that literally wasn't the case. So in the very beginning, when it, as soon as I got feelings for this person, all those insecurities literally bubbled to the surface, like full on crazy mode. And I literally felt like I was losing my mind. And things like if we had a really, really good, happy day, all of a sudden I'd make it a really crappy day because it didn't feel right for me. And Dan was the first person who kind of called me out on this sort of behavior when he was like, why is it when you're really, really happy? It's like you literally think of anything to make yourself miserable again. He said, I don't, I don't get it. 
Like, why, why are you happy? And then all of a sudden you're miserable. It's like you're happy being miserable. And no one had ever said that to me before. And it kind of gave me that realization that if I don't change my mindset, if I don't accept that I want to actually be happy and that right now I'm happy being miserable, I'm going to potentially lose this really good relationship and I'm just going to end up feeling worse again than I did before we started. I think that is, it is brave of someone to call you out on something that you that you can't register in yourself. And sometimes it takes that person outside of us to, to register that. Would you say, just from like what I'm hearing from what you're saying there, with you with being happy, being miserable, that you was just self-sabotaging any oh, chance of happiness? 100%. 100%. I, just, I didn't see it self-sabotaging. I seen it as protection. I seen it as I was protecting myself from getting hurt because if I preempted that they were going to treat me like, absolute garbage like they were going to treat me like crap and I sort of pushed them towards it before they decided to do it then I could be like Phew, okay well I was right all along I know that men lie I know that men cheat I know that men don't treat you right I know I'm not going to find this right person and as sad as it is I was actually I didn't want to be right but I felt more comfort- <laughs> comfortable being right than I did being happy and it, it's crazy because like you said I've never ever had anyone have the balls to turn around and call me out on all my insecurities and be like, well, I can treat you as well as you want me to treat you. But if you don't believe you deserve it, if you don't believe you're good enough for it, you're just going to ruin it all on your own. Yeah, that's very, very true. Because I think it's something, again, that we have spoken about a lot. And you have spoken a lot about on your social media about how people from their past experiences get caught in this cycle um, of how they think people should be treating themselves how not themselves how people should be treating them but actually just one thing that I learned on I've learned on my journey that actually how you your past like my past relationships for example and the things that I have allowed have been a reflection on actually how I feel about myself so would you say that that if you think about your past relationships and We'll get into a bit about your story because it is a very interesting story. And every time I hear it, I'm like, and I think there's a lot of value in it. But would you say that your actions reflected how you was feeling about yourself? Yeah. So for me, I when I went into my first relationship, I thought I was a confident person. I thought I, you know, I was like, I'm not going to put up with any bad stuff. I won't let someone walk all over me. I was very judgy of women who would let men treat them like crap and stick around. I was like, if someone cheated on me, there's no way I'd put up with it. And then literally my first relationship, I had someone who cheated on me, someone who hit me, someone who was mentally abusive and manipulated me. Like, it was awful. And I stuck around for every little bit of it because in my head, he was still the person that was going to prove that I was worthy of love, that I was, you know, fitted in with my friends because I always felt that if you didn't have a boyfriend you didn't fit in with all your friends who had boyfriends you weren't at a certain age you needed to have a relationship or have had some sort of relationship by that time actually all it was is I didn't have self-love and I hadn't and when I kind of dug deep about it I could relate back to like primary school where there was times where people would make comments and they would really really hurt me and I wouldn't have the confidence to say well hang on that's not okay to say to me that's not okay to say I'm not pretty like but my one that I really remember is when I went from primary school to secondary and in primary school you know there's only a few girls and 
boys don't really know what girls are they don't really look at girls in that kind of way and then I went to secondary school and all of a sudden I was what was the ugly girl and I say that you know with air quotes because I'm like ugly is such a relative term but I felt ugly all of a sudden because I was like well there's girls here with boobs and you know they wear makeup and their hair is really perfect and I don't look like that so all my insecurities actually started before my relationships but for years I blame my relationships for my insecurities and I was adamant that they were the reason I felt like I wasn't good enough they were the reason I felt unworthy they were the reason I had trust issues they were the reason I was jealous I blamed them for everything but what actually happened was these insecurities were there and then I attracted a relationship that just highlighted them to me there is so many questions from what you've just said that I want to ask you because there's so many points I'm just going to touch ask you about the the blaming in relationships because this is something that I have recently been like working through like my perception of relationships and I relate to what you've said there about me blaming relationships me not feeling good enough but actually when I've done the digging deeper like you've just said it's not the relationships it's things that have happened in your past where other events that you might not even deem as significant at the time or they're very insignificant to you actually affect would you say that people from your experience with like clients that you've had and people that you've had conversations with would you say that a lot of people blame their relationships for that feeling of not feeling good enough and actually it's not that if you dig deep enough yeah absolutely like most people will come in and when I'm like why are you jealous or why do you feel like you're not good enough they're like oh well well there was this woman or there was this guy who didn't treat me very well and from there I was you know I it just made me feel really bad and actually when you're like okay so you never felt bad before you met that person or you never felt not good enough and they're like oh well you know maybe there was this time before I met them and you're like okay so it wasn't them that started it off they might have you know reaffirmed it they might have made you feel worse for it but actually it didn't come from them and I find that for a lot of people that's quite a realization to come through that as much as we want to blame someone because we all have this need to have to someone has to be responsible for things that go wrong in life and you see it all the time but actually if you dig deep enough you'll find it was all there before the relationships just you probably attracted it in and then someone you put up with it because you already had that doubt so when someone treats you badly it's because it might not be the love you want but it's the love you feel you deserve so if you don't feel good enough you're going to put up with more things than you would if you were like I'm worth better than this and that is what I did I didn't feel like I was good enough I wanted to fit in so I continually put up with bad treatment and being you know manipulated because I was like I fit in with the boyfriend even though he wasn't part of my life in certain ways and kind of just pretended like he didn't exist in a lot of areas of my life he made me feel normal but it was anything but normal yeah and I think it is we have this sort of desire like you said to fit in and I'll touch upon that again in a minute but I just want to just go back on what you said just because I think it's a really interesting point that you we talk about you the love that you've it's not the love that you want it's the love that you think that you deserve because I think a lot of the time with a lot of things we look for comfort what's comfortable and when we find somebody that basically I don't know reaffirms what you think about yourself 
you're like, oh, yeah, it's right. So you look for that because you want to reaffirm that limiting belief that actually I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of a love outside of this. I'm not worthy of something much more than I think I am. Do you find that it, just from your experience, you, because I think I definitely did, didn't, didn't think, I didn't think very highly of myself. Um, so I clung on to relationships. They reaffirmed like that low self-worth that I had. Would you say that you saw that pattern within yourself? And is that a common pattern that you see with people that they do cling on to relationships for longer than they need to? Because obviously it's a comfort. It reaffirms a belief about what they think about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like for a lot of people, especially if they've got in relationships from a young age, they don't know what it means to be single anymore. They don't know what it means to be on their own anymore. For a lot of people, I see that they've, they don't really know who they are without their labels. So what I mean by that is a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife or, you know, I'm, this is my job. I'm a runner. And I'm like, well, no, who are you? And so then they're like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, who are you as a person? Like outside of your relationship, outside of work, outside of all these labels, who are you? And what I mean by that is things like, are you loving? Are you caring? Are you fun? Do you, are you a great listener? Are you really understanding? And for a lot of people, they're like, oh, is, is that what you mean by who I am? And I think, again, it does come from that societal pressure of people think they have to be in a relationship and you're better off to be with just anyone than to be on your own. And especially when I talk to women now, I don't want to just say it's just women, but women especially who, and you probably have this where you have your friends who literally complain and complain and complain about the partner. And then when you're like, well, why are you with them? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're good together. Or, oh, well, you know, or they maybe don't even have an answer. And you're like, so yeah, why are you with them? Because they actually don't know and can't bear the thought of actually being like, oh, maybe this isn't normal. Maybe this isn't okay. Because we base what relationships should look like off of what we see on social media, especially nowadays. And we're like, oh, that should be the perfect relationship. But you're only ever seeing one side of people's relationships online. So again, people do fall into that pattern of I'll have someone because it's better to have someone than no one. Yeah, just some of the things that you've just said in there about that staying too long because they're so scared of being on their own because that was me. That was definitely me. And that was me. <laughs> and I think it is a really common thing. And I, I didn't realise that, but I definitely like recognise that I stayed in my last two relationships far too long, like much longer than I should have done. And I, I recognised it was a pattern because I was so scared of being on my own. And I, I can openly talk about that now because now I love being on my own. Um, not that I'm not saying I don't want to meet someone and be in a relationship that I'm closed off to it, but I feel very comfortable on my own now. I know who I am as a person, whereas I definitely, from my experiences before, that was one thing that actually got me on, and I spoke about it in my journey, podcast episode that I did on my journey, is that's what got me questioning because I felt like I didn't know who I was. I had no identity outside of my relationship. Yes, I had a job and I was all these things, but in the core of me, I just didn't feel like I knew who I was, like what my values were, like what I stood for. And I think as well, like what you've said there, the societal pressures that we have nowadays where people, especially because of social media and there's a lot of comparison and people think, oh, this person looks happy and this is what this person's relationship's like, that it puts this pressure on people to think, 
oh, well, everyone else around me is in a relationship. I must be in a relationship or I'm getting to a certain age. I don't know about you, but not that I'm, I'm nowhere near ready for kids yet or anything like that. Or even if I want children, who knows? Like, I don't know what the future holds, but you get to a certain age where people around you, they're getting married, they're having kids, they're doing all these things. And you think, oh, is that what I should be doing? Knowing for well, it's not. Do you feel like social media is a big player that affects from what you found just from like the work that you do that it plays on people's insecurities and it causes more like comparison yeah 100 percent. because I think as well like I say in the old days as if I'm really really old but before like if a relationship ended or if it went wrong or say someone cheated on you and left you for someone else before social media you would probably never really see them again you wouldn't be able to see what they were up to whereas now you can literally go on and see everything your ex is up to you can see who they're following whose posts they're liking and especially if you've been cheated on and left you can literally go and pick apart that female that they've left or be like oh well you can obviously see why he's done this because well she's done this because look how beautiful that person is they've got this this and this and straight away everything you're saying about them you're basically reaffirming that you're not those things and that it was your fault they went and did that behavior and as well people as much as people say oh you know you only see the highlights of people's lives on social media they still are fixated on the fact that oh yeah but their relationships it looks perfect like I don't know about you but I've had celebrity breakups where they've happened and I've like really had like a breakdown about them because I'm like oh my god but they were so happy and they were so perfect and they fell in love in that film and oh my god I can't believe they split, broke up but actually like I don't actually know these people I don't know what goes on behind social media I don't know what goes on in their life but you you attach yourself to that because you're like oh but if they break up that means love's not real because that's how amazing relationships look on social media where in reality that is just one small part of it and I do think that is half the reason why a lot of relationships don't last nowadays because people are obsessed with feeling like you have to be in this constant honeymoon phase this constant loved up we're always wanting to be around each other loving each other we've got to share everything on social media but actually the reality is nothing in life is happy all the time like nothing is always perfect no matter how much you love someone they can 100% do you absolute nothing. You want, don't want to be around them all the time. But that's life. Like, that's for anyone. If you were stuck in a room with someone 24-7 for a long period of time, doesn't matter how lovely they are, doesn't matter how much you get on, eventually they will do your head in and vice versa. So I do think social media has given people this false expectation because people will just share the good points of their relationship. But again, how many times have you seen someone put up a post like, oh, I love my partner, they're absolutely fantastic, they're amazing. And then a week later, they've split up. And you're like, they're obviously not showing the full thing. And I don't think you necessarily have to go on social media and put up there, just had an argument with my other half, he's doing my absolute nothing, he didn't pick in the washing. But just go in with that expectation of you are seeing one small part of people's relationships. So you cannot possibly compare it to what you have for yourself. Yeah, I think it's really there's some really interesting points that you've made there. And I think it's not just relationships with social media. I think one thing that is quite common is people searching for that sort of external validation through social media sometimes. So the things that they post, they know that they can get instant likes, it's that instant gratification. And it's just just a reminder that, like you said, you only see such a small percentage of people's relationships. You don't know what goes on behind 
closed doors you don't know what people are willing to share just like with a growth journey like a, a growth journey I'm very open with my growth journey I, I share the good and the bad um no I don't really like saying bad but I like that you said there's not not everything's rosy all the time it's just natural we're, we're humans we have emotions our emotions change so our feelings change but that is why your mindset really does matter because it's your mindset that changes that controls and controls your emotions controls how you feel and it's how you view certain things what would you say apart from the things that we've touched upon would you say there's any sort of other things that you find that are sort of common mistakes that people make going into new relationships or what are the sort of biggest fears that people have when they start going into a new relationship or they start thinking about going into a new relationship I think one of the kind of fear and the biggest mistake people make are kind of really interlinked because it's this whole thing around if you've had a previous relationship and it didn't go well and you felt like you didn't know who you were at the end of it you then for a lot of people it's then that fear of losing yourself again and part of the reason people feel that way is because they make that common mistake of losing themselves in relationship because when you meet someone right at the beginning it's exciting it's new you want to be around them all the time you know you want to be kissing and touching and all this kind of stuff because it's exciting it's something that you know you've got that your inner hormones are raging, all this kind of stuff. And people forget to take those moments to be like, I am in a new relationship, it's lovely, it is great, but I still need to take that time for myself. I still need to go do the things that I do. And this person will naturally either fit into my life or they won't. And I think because people have this expectation that they have to go in to impress someone in order to get them to like them, they start acting not like them so an example I give is when I first met Dan he would he would text me on like a Saturday night right at the beginning like oh my gosh like, I'm going out what are you doing like it's Saturday 8 p.m and I'm like it's Saturday it's 8 p.m I'm in my pajamas doing a puzzle on my bedroom floor have a good night out <laughs> and I think the reason we kind of attracted to each other is because I finally got to a place where I wasn't trying to be anyone but myself like I wasn't thinking oh I need to tell this person that I'm doing something more fun and again say fun with air quotes because they will think I'm boring and they won't keep talking to me if I admit that I'm at home doing a puzzle but in reality doing a puzzle is fun for me so why do I need to like what someone else finds fun doesn't necessarily mean you find it and I think that is where people start to lose themselves because they start feeling like they have to do certain things they start feeling like they have to behave in a certain way or have certain interests in order to keep this person interested but if you enjoy going for walks if you enjoy going out with your girls on a Tuesday night if you enjoy going away on weekends you shouldn't lose that in order to have someone in your life but they're not coming in to fill any voids because again, that's that common thing. If people think a relationship's going to fill the voids, they feel like they're missing, like they feel a relationship will make them feel worthy, will make them feel loved, will give them that confidence. But in reality, you're missing them because you don't see them in yourself. No relationship, no matter how good, will replace that. So keeping hold of the things that make you happy, make you fill up your cup, will be the best way to help you deal with your insecurities and help you deal with that fear of going into a new relationship. Because personally, I've lost myself completely in relationships because I made them my be all and end all. They were my everything. If they, whatever they said to do, I did it. I didn't, I lost 
not lost contact with my friends, but my friends, I was like, oh, I can't go out because it annoy him. So it's best if I just don't go out with my friends. Whereas actually that should not have been a thing. I should have, but I'm going out with my friends, regardless of whether it annoys him. Because my friends are my friends. That's my time. That's what makes me happy. It's what makes me smile. It's what makes me me. When you don't prioritize those things, that's when that pattern starts happening. That's when you start losing connection with yourself, losing touch with the things that make you feel good. And then you start looking, as you said, for that external validation from your partner to replace those things. So you'll want them to be at home with you all the time because you're like, well, I, I don't go out and see anyone. So you need to be that person who comes and spends time with me. You're that person that makes me laugh. You're the person who makes me smile. And like, yes, of course, you do want somebody who does those things, but that pressure should not be completely on them because it's not realistic. You know, you can, as I said, you can't be around someone 100% of the time and still enjoy each other's company. Having your own things is so important in relationships. And I think that's why people have that fear is they know what, no matter how much work they've done on themselves, when a new relationship comes along, those fears are going to be tested. Those insecurities are going to be tested. And all that work that you've done, you're actually going to have to put into practice. I was just laughing in the background, so I muted myself because <laughs> that is, for me, I'm being completely transparent. My biggest fear of getting into anything new, a new relationship, is, is losing myself again because I've worked so hard to find myself. And I know it's a fear that I, I need to lean into. No, not need to because need is sound. I get to lean into because actually I do know who I am as a person, but I do think it is because I've spoken to other people about that this sort of same similar thing. And I think on any growth journey, as you really discover who you are, know what you actually enjoy. Like you said, at the start of a new relationship, it's exciting. There is that transition period where someone new comes into your life, things shift, but I think what you said in the mo- in there, the most important thing is just to be you. If you are just being you, authentically you, you shouldn't, like, if I just go into a new thing, for example, being authentically me, I don't need to worry about losing myself because I will just show up as myself. And I think as well, you've said another thing, what is fun for you might not be fun for other people, but that's what makes us all unique, that we all have these individual things that we enjoy doing. So don't ever... This is one thing as well I always find as that I don't know if you find it as well but one thing that I notice with I've noticed that sometimes and I think I've fallen into the trap before is we try and sort of like dim down oh well this thing that we're going through is not as important as what somebody else is or this thing that we're doing it might not be as fun as someone else but actually there's no it's not a competition it doesn't matter what's fun for you might not be fun for somebody else I mean I'm sure some of the things that I get enjoyment out of other people would think how do you get enjoyment out of that just vice versa but that's what they're getting enjoyment out of is what I get get enjoyment out of and I think going into anything it's just about I always talk about that authenticity just be authentically that you you shouldn't fear losing yourself which I'm being a massive bloody hypocrite here I feel like I'm being a hypocrite I'm going to hold my hands up. I feel like I'm being a hypocrite because honestly, this just for people that are listening, uh, being completely transparent with the listeners here, that is my biggest fear of getting into a new relationship is losing myself because I've worked so hard to find myself and find who I am as a person. I always say you've got to lean into the fear and know that just trust that you know who you are and for the right person, you won't need to lose yourself. And just sort of what I've realized from my personal experience, not that I'm a relationship expert, because obviously they've they've not they've not gone that one. <laughs> not that 
not not gone well in the past, but I'm not in a relationship now. Well, all my friends, majority of my friends are. And I look at all their boyfriends and they're very loving and their partners and they're very loving. I will find someone that's like that because I'm very loving. <laughs> but is that a relationship is about two individuals coming together who can still be individuals, but then you have this shared partnership where you grow together, you move forward together, but you're still individuals. Like you don't merge into that relationship, if that makes sense. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's probably been the one thing I'm most grateful to Dan for is he has taught me how important it is for me to have my own life, even though we're together. Because when I first met him, because he'd not long been out of a toxic relationship, he was so adamant that he wasn't going to put someone above his friends, someone above the gym and not in like a horrible way, but he was like, these are things that make me happy. I'm not, you know, I'm probably part of it's probably to keep me at a bit of a distance because he was afraid of being hurt in the same way I was. But he taught me that if I am just sat at home waiting for him to come back from doing the things that make him happy, how could I possibly be happy? Because I would literally do that. Like he would go out, I would have made no plans and I would pretty much be sat in my room, clock watching, like, oh, he said he'd be back at seven and it's 7.02. Where the hell is he? And then I'd spend the evening pretty much not talking to him because it was two minutes, God forbid, past the time he said he'd be back. And then I finally had to realise that I can enjoy the time we spend together, but I should be taking full advantage of the times he's off doing the things he loves to do the things I love. And I'm very comfortable being on my own, going and do my own things. Like I said, I'll happily sit and do a puzzle. I love popping on a podcast, this being one of them. I'm going out for a walk. Like my family, I'm very close to my family, getting out with them. Those are the times for me to go do those. And I don't, I shouldn't have to wait for him to tell me if he's free before I book anything in. If I want to go do something, I'll go do something. And as a couple, we will work together to make sure we spend time together. But we will also ensure that we go out and do our own things. So again, Dan is very good at being able to say to me, Christ, you're you're already grumpy today. Like if you've been out the house, like if you go out for a walk. And sometimes he'll come with me. And other times he'll be like, just go with your headphones, pop podcasting, get out the house. And because he knows it will instantly make me feel better by doing that thing on my own and just getting out of the little realm that I'm stuck in. So yeah, Dan has been a massive part of my growth journey in that he's taught me a lot of lessons that kind of were my common mistakes. In I was I could have easily have done the same patterns in this relationship and I would have lost myself. But working on my mindset and being with someone like Dan has made a huge impact in my life. Shout out to Dan because he is pretty great, to be honest with you shout out to Dan and um, yeah I think it's really really good what you've said there that you've got a partner that supports you on your growth journey and has helped you sort of get out of them patterns not that that takes away any of the work that you've done on yourself and your mindset and what you do to help other people but it does sometimes take someone outside of us just to give us that perspective shift and we sometimes can't get out of our own head I think and see clearly that's why coaches are great because sometimes we just need that perspective shift so that's why it's good that you've got someone who is so so supportive so supportive that's not even a word supportive but what would you say just to sort of give the listeners some people who are maybe we'll start with we'll go through the cycle so people that may have just come out of a relationship you are a heartbreak coach what would you just give them some top tips to people who have just come out of a relationship in order to sort of help them move through this stage of say heartbreak yeah, so a couple of things. Like the first thing is, it's okay that you feel like crap. It's okay that maybe you're crying every night and you're not sleeping. Like, 
it's just a part of the breakup and with heartbreak like it's been very linked to the same sort of thing as an addiction to a drug but your body is craving that feeling you had from a relationship so you're pretty much going cold turkey so as much as you want to beat yourself up for feeling down because maybe this really toxic person's left you don't beat yourself up like really just don't beat yourself up it's okay to be feeling hurt it's okay to be feeling devastated that it didn't work out or gutted that you know you you feel like maybe you're starting again because eventually you know you will get to a place where you'll move past that and a great couple of ways to move past it is you know surrounding yourself with people who are going to lift you up whether that's family whether that's friends going back and doing the activities that make you happy so maybe you stopped doing that gym class you used to love maybe you stopped going sea swimming maybe you've stopped running go back and reconnect with those things even if you do it slowly but just do the things that used to make you happy and connected with them and do not follow them on social media like don't try and pretend like you're going to be friends with this person maybe down the line you might be there are people who could be but people think that they can be friends right after a relationship and it's not it's just not possible where feelings were involved even if it's just from one person or another whether it's amicable or not, you need to have that time away from each other. So I would say, you know, go at least 30 days without contact. For like no contact whatsoever. And like don't convince yourself you can find reasons to talk to them because I've made that mistake where I've found any excuse to message them about something, even if some of this wound me up and I'm like, oh, I see you're following that girl on social media now, because it wouldn't make me feel good. It'd be the fix that I felt like I needed, but in the long run, it wouldn't make me feel better. So those are my key tips for getting over heartbreak. I love them tips. I think there are there's some really good points in there that you've made as well, just for people. Just that it is okay to feel all the feelings. We can try and run away from it, but it's usually the in the running away from what we're feeling that we then feel even worse because we don't deal with it. So just remember always just to lean into the feeling because that is the easiest way to move through when you just allow yourself to feel what you're feeling not to try and resist it so we're going to go from heartbreak to what you say to people who are not ready to get into a relationship and they're working on their relationship just with themselves what would be your top tips for people who are just sort of focusing on just the relationship they have with themselves I think a good thing is is first of all you could do a couple of like journal prompts of things around like what does a relationship mean with you especially if you're working on yourself, like what does a relationship with yourself look like? What do you want to have with yourself? Do you want to be more confident? So if someone upsets you, you want to have the confidence to say, I'm not happy with that. That's not okay. Do you want to have that kind of level of confidence? Do you want to look in the mirror and be like, I bloody love you. Like, yeah, you might be studying, you might be a little bit bloated, your hair might be scraped up on top of your head, but bloody love you. (laughs) Maybe that's something like that you want. And I think writing all of those things down and getting a little bit of clarity around what a healthy relationship with yourself looks like will then also give you that clarity in what kind of relationship you want with a potentially a romantic partner. So I always say, you know, start with that one. Like, what does a relationship mean to you? And what does it mean for you? So finding those that clarity, getting very clear on it, and then also writing down non-negotiables. So this is things like, what am I not going to give up? just because I'm going to have a partner, just because I want someone in my life, what will I not give up? And again, that could be the hobbies, that could be time with family, time with friends, all those things that fill your cup up, What? write them all down, get them on a piece of paper, because they will be something to look back on when you start getting into that relationship, being like, okay, hang on, what time have I taken for me this week? Because I haven't really seen family, I haven't really seen my friends, I haven't really gone for that walk, 
okay, well, this week I'm going to make sure that's a priority. And then what are your non-negotiables for what you will put up with in a relationship and what you won't do? So when you have a partner, what things, what kind of behavior do you want to see in them? Like, what is your ideal partner? And again, that's something really good to journal on is, do you want someone who's open? Do you want someone who's comfortable talking about their feelings? Do you want someone who values time? Do you want someone who's, you know, really affirming? Your love languages is a really great place to start. If you haven't done the love language quiz, just literally Google it, it's fantastic. And it really helps you understand how you give and how you receive love. And that is one thing I love about Dan is when I did it, he happily did it as well. So we could see if we, I mean, we ended up being the same, but I think when you realize that you might give and receive love in a different way to someone else, you might actually start realizing that people are giving you love. It's just maybe in a different way to how you would expect to receive it. So there's like five love languages. Mine's quality time. So I love when someone gives me their time and attention. But if say Dan was acts of service, he would probably show his love by doing things for me, like maybe carrying in the shopping, maybe going and picking up some milk from the shop, like really simple things. But I could take that as, oh, well, he doesn't spend any time with me. He doesn't love me. Whereas actually he does. He's just showing it in a very different way. So I think getting very clear on those things of what you will and won't put up with, what a relationship means for you and knowing what's your non-negotiables when you go into it. Those are going to be the things that not necessarily stop the fears because you're not going to stop the fears you're going to be tested with your fears when you get into a new relationship that is where you're going to put all this work you've put into yourself into practice but they will help you keep hold of who you are and help you reflect on what you will and won't put up with so if a behavior comes up that doesn't feel right to you you can go back to that piece of paper and be like actually you know what why didn't I question that that made me really uncomfortable because I've got it here on this piece of paper saying that's a behavior I'm not happy with so what in there am I now is now making me stay silent? And then you might then have the courage to stand up and be like, I'm sorry, but that behavior doesn't work for me. So if it's someone who doesn't value your time and you really value time, maybe you'll have the courage to say, I'm sorry, but why is my time less valuable to you than it is to me? Why, like, I don't, I won't put up with that. I won't put up with someone sitting around waiting for something better to come along until they see me. So yeah, I suppose that's my top tips for that. There's some great journal prompts in there. I was going to ask you for some journal prompts, but I think you've given enough in there. I do think just one thing, just to touch upon on what you said, the behaviours question is a really, especially me as myself being a self-empowerment coach and allowing people to feel empowered in the decisions that they make. Behaviours and the boundaries that you set with people going into something new is really important. And that's not just a a romantic relationship I think it's important in any relationship friendship whatever working relationship to know your boundaries of what you deem as acceptable um, and what standards that you want to uphold but also as well just a sort of a tip would be is that also you cannot place expectations that you have on other people if you don't communicate them so you can't hold a standard for example that for me my love language I did the test is quality of time like I value time very highly unless I communicate that with someone a friend a work colleague the value I put on time I can't expect someone else to have that same value so it's communication is key so if you do set these boundaries like feel empowered in the fact that this is I'm going to tell somebody or say to someone I'm going to communicate with them this is what 
how I feel about this certain scenario and communicate with them. How they then choose to respond is on them, but you have communicated. But without the communication, you can't just expect that somebody will hold that same standard that you hold. So that is why I think communication and knowing what you want is really important. But yeah, that's just something that I have learned with other other relationships, just from working on myself, that I have to release the expectation because it's unfair to put that expectation on other people. Yeah, I am. I've got to hold my hand up because I was guilty as hell for this. So my kind of love interest, I suppose, is the probably politest way to put it in between my relationships. I would pretty much be, I'm not going to give them anything. I'm not going to tell them I want anything. And then if they want to love me, they'll love me just because of me. I'm going to be really casual, really like, I don't care. I don't, you know, if you want to leave, you'll leave. And then I'd be really annoyed when they actually would not care because I I wasn't telling them I wanted them to care. I wasn't telling them actually, you know, as much as I'm pretending like I'm not bothered about how you feel about me, I am quite bothered by how you feel about me. And none of these people in reality I wanted to be with, but I would get so mad at them for doing the things I was telling them to do because in my head, I'm like, well, how can you not tell what I want? Like, how can you not just read my mind, just know that actually I want someone to love me and see me for me? And it's like, I'm not actually saying these words out loud. And I see all the time people like, oh, you know, my partner doesn't do this or they don't do that. And I'm like, oh, have you told them? Well, no, they should just know I want them to do it. And I'm like, that's not how it works. We are not mind readers. So if you're complaining about something that you actually have not said those words to another person out loud so they can hear you, Really, you should not be complaining about it because if you're not going to communicate it, how could someone possibly know what it is you want? Exactly. And that is why communication is key to any relationship. So I think to round up the episode, what would be your sort of final words? What top tips? I know we've gone through a few top tips, but what one piece of advice was people that they can take away and action? For me, it's taking responsibility. So stop blaming your past relationships, stop blaming the people around you for everything that's gone wrong in your life, because you will get stuck in the past. You will never move forward if you are still hung up on wanting an apology from someone, wanting them to admit that they hurt you. So that's why you feel bad. Like As you said earlier, Lorna, you can't control how people treat you, but it is up to you to decide how that's going to affect your life. If someone treats you bad from a relationship, of course it hurts. Of course it does. That's just the reality. But you get to choose if that's going to hold you back for the rest of your life. You get to decide if you're never going to have a great relationship ever again because one person in seven billion treated you badly. So for me, taking responsibility is the biggest release and biggest piece of freedom you can give yourself because you will feel more in control than you ever have when you take responsibility for how you feel, how you're treated and how your life's going to go. I'm not even going to add to that. That was a perfect ending. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. I've learned so much as, <laughs> from it. So I'm sure the listeners have as well, because there is people out there. I think relationships is a huge part and there's some really interesting topics discussed. I can't wait to listen back to it. But just where can the where can the listeners find you? Heartbreak Coach. And have you got oh, anything so the, exciting coming out? So the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm at underscore turn a new page. And that's page P-A-I-G-E, as in my name. If you are going through heartbreak right now, by the time this episode comes out, I would have finished a 30 days to healing your broken heart journal prompts. So if you go back to day one, there's 30 days of different journal prompts reflecting on different areas of a relationship. So it starts right at the beginning to evaluate what was good about the relationship. 
and it goes all the way through to you know journaling about your perfect partner and about your hopes and your dreams so if you are kind of caught in that place and you need a little bit of clarity go back to day one scroll back on my social media feed and you will find it there amazing amazing but yeah I'm going to leave the episode there today if you have taken anything from this episode any value or you know someone that will benefit please do share it on social media and tag us both obviously Paige has given her Instagram my Instagram's at Lorna McKenna with an underscore at the end please do share it with anybody that you think it would help uh, because that's the way we can help people grow and improve but I am going to leave it there as always but here is to making your mindset truly matter Mm -hmm.